0: Welcome back to Reflections of Darkness. It's me, your gorgeous drag hostess Evil, coming to you pre-recorded from the lair of eternal damnation, i.e. my bedroom, (laughs) on day... What is this day? 113? 114? Uh shelter in place, lockdown, quarantine. I hope all my listeners out there in podcast land, insert name here, are still staying safe and healthy, cause honestly, <laughs> I can't afford to lose the listeners. <laughs> now, with the obligatory displays of concern over with, let's get to tonight's first segment, Read by Evil. <laughs> so tonight's read by evil i have two selections the first obsidian sun number one in the temple chronicles by shane silvers now this one again (laughs) is very much like all the other books i read so they're very dresden-esque iron druid uh professor croft from last week you know bad boy uh wizard This one, he's a billionaire, so he doesn't have to worry about money or anything. Um, But this one dives in a little bit more on the mythological side of uh, the supernatural. So there's dragons and the Minotaur and Greek gods and stuff like that, uh, which is a nice twist. And it's set in St. Louis, which is also weird, because usually they're like big city, Chicago, New York, whatever. So... Definitely a good series, and this one has 14 in the series right now, so it's a nice long uh, series. (laughs) So you can get into it. So I give this one four and a half unicorns out of five. But you'll have to read the book to figure out why. (laughs) So the next, read by Evil is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs. Now, this is number one in a series of six so far. And I know they're doing a TV show about it. And when it first came out, everybody was about this book. And I just had never read it. And I, I, I read it recently. And it was good. I mean, it was okay. But I don't know that it lived up to the hype that it got? I don't know. Maybe I'll go to the second and maybe it'll cement it in my head. But for the first one, i give this first one 3 out of 5 bird cages. <laughs> and that was read by Evil. Tonight's bored to death board game is... Da 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 JAWS. <laughs> Based on the movie Jaws. Hello. Now, this movie is, this movie, I did it again. This game is pretty fun. You can either play as the shark, or you can be one of three different people. There are two acts to this game. The first act is around the island. And then once you hit a certain milestone, hmm, no, something else. Once you hit a certain, well, once you hit a certain point, meh, point uh, it triggers and you flip it over and you're on the orca, the ship. So uh, it's definitely fun with more players than less, as most things are. Uh, but you can still just play uh, two people. I don't think you can play one person. That'd be really hard. Ooh. <laughs> um, each game is roughly around sixty minutes. Unless you're really bad at it or really good at it. Uh, I don't know. Either way, I would give this one mm, three out of five big bites. I don't know. <laughs> and that was Bored to Death. And now it's time for Quick Reflections. Tonight's first quick reflection is. 1972's beware the blob okay so this one is a trip to say the least it's a 70s super low budget goofy horror movie directed by larry hagman and if you know who he is he was uh, on i dream of genie and dallas I don't know if directing was really his strong suit, but he gave it a shot. Uh, This movie wants to be good, but it falls pretty short, especially compared to the original from 1958. This one does not age well at all. Uh, So I give it four gorilla suits out of (laughs) ten. Quick reflection number two is 1984's Carnage. Okay, so this one is a weird one. It's a haunted house, low-budget, what-in-the-hell-did-I-just-watch movie. It it wanted to be something like an Amityville, but it, whoa, did not make it. Okay, I watched this movie trying to figure out. They said it was released in 1984, but honestly, it looked and felt like early to mid-70s. I don't know if it was just like an old camera, old settings, everything just made it look 70s. There was nothing 80s about this movie in the least, and I kept looking up to try to figure this out, but it eluded me. Um, The special effects are laughable. Uh, The deaths are more hilarious than scary. There's random side stories that are happening in this movie. Uh, So if you want to laugh and make fun of the movie, especially if you're in a large group of people, uh, this one should be on your list. But don't expect a lot. (laughs) I give this one five garden shears out of ten. (laughs) Quick Reflections tonight is not off to a good start. (laughs) Well, maybe number three will help. Number three is 1990s Gremlins 2. (laughs) Now, this one is a fun movie that is totally in on the joke and doesn't take itself seriously. I always thought this movie was mid 80s, speaking of time shifts, but no, it was filmed in, had to be filmed in 89 and released in 90. I didn't know it came out that late. This Gremlins sequel. Is goofy funny absurd and has so many amazing kinds of gremlins uh, it's a definite must watch for sure if you've never seen it you should cuz it's hilarious uh, I give this eight gremlin brides out of ten <laughs> okay quick reflection number four is 2002's crazy as hell Which again is another low budget movie, but at least this one had some good acting and some good characters, lots of good ideas. It centers around a psychiatrist, an asylum with some interesting characters, and a man who says he is Satan as one of the patients. It has a good twist ending. This movie was, again, a great idea, but needed a bit more tweaking and definitely more money. And it it could have been a hit, had it. Um, So I give this one 6 out of 10 stuffed dolphins. (laughs) And our final quick reflections is 2018's The Dark. Now this one, like the title says, is dark. It centers around this girl who haunts a certain part of these woods. And she's like... A zombie she eats people she eats whatever she can get she's a killer she has no remorse she lives in this old abandoned house and then comes the guy who she kills and then finds a boy in the back of his car who had been kidnapped and he's blind because the kidnapper blinded him and she can't bring herself to kill him and so they basically start on a journey through the woods to i guess help each other in a way and there is a definite twist ending to this one and it's almost a happy ending but it's a definitely a sad happy ending i definitely like this movie even though it is super super dark and it's even hard to rate this one because you know you want to say it's a good movie but you don't want to say it's a good movie so, I'm gonna leave this one unrated. <laughs> and that was Quick Reflections. Now, on to tonight's main feature Enjoy. So, tonight we're talking about 2019's Child's Play. <laughs> this is a reboot, reimagining of the original Child's Play, which, if you grew up, watching the original Chucky movies, you might have had a little bit of apprehension about watching this movie. But let me tell you, I thought I would too, but I really didn't. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie because it wasn't what I thought it would be. You know what I mean? So let's jump into it. So it starts off, you know, nice little bit of music, and then it goes straight into this kind of commercial for CASLIN products. So CASLIN, I'm guessing they're equating to Apple, Google, kind of these home, smart home ideas. So you've got everything that's controlled through electronics. So you've got the vacuums, the lights, the locks, TV, music, everything is basically controlled by CASLIN products. And so you talk to your CASLIN and now they're introducing Buddies, the little Chucky dolls. Now, in the original, they were called good guys, and obviously they couldn't have done all this because smart homes weren't even a thing back then. Cell phones weren't even a thing back then. Uh, so there—that that is right where we diverge, is right as it starts, because this is a whole different kind of world. Again, an, a reimagining of this story, which, again, already starts. It's great. And you get to see all the things the little buddy can do in the commercial he can control like cars and the tv and music and your thermostat and everything with his little glowing finger which basically looks like et ripoff but you know what are you gonna do and his eyes are cameras so as he's looking at you he's recording you which is Mm, I want to say super creepy, but yeah, it's super creepy because then you get this POV of everything he's looking at, which will obviously come into play in this movie a lot. So after the commercial, we cut to a factory in a th- during a thunderstorm and you find out it's like a Vietnamese sweatshop where all the workers are obviously overworked and completely, I'm sure, underpaid and they're making all these buddy dolls. And one of the guys is just sitting there, kind of daydreaming, and his boss comes over and just rips him a new one in Vietnamese. I don't know exactly what he's saying. I'm they translate it, but I'm I don't know if that's true or not because I don't speak Vietnamese. Uh, and so the guy, you know, is like pissed that his boss is yelling at him. So he the ch- uh, the buddy that he's working on. I was about to say the Chucky doll he's working on, but the buddy he's working on, he goes into the computer. And just removes all the safety features, everything, safeguards, bad words, violence. He removes everything. And then he turns them on and you see the eyes blink red for a second, which is is really cool. But then cut to outside, um, a person on their smoke break and a manager writing something. And behind them is this car. And all of a sudden, bam, a guy has jumped off the roof. Onto this car, committing suicide from this factory. Now, I'm not saying that's a little bit too real because we all know about the technology companies over in China that have to put nets around their building to catch all the people that keep trying to jump off. So again, a little too real, but it's a great setup for how they're going to do this uh, movie. Though I was sad that they didn't take the original voodoo route because I kind of liked that about the original. But again, it's a reimagining, you know, let the old one go, let the old one go. So then we cut to Andy's mother and it's still Andy in this reimagining. So that's good. And the mom is played by the hilarious Aubrey Plaza who you will know from uh, Parks and Rec fame. And she always kind of plays her self, which is this kind of snarky kind of, yeah, snarky, she's snarky and I love her. I think she's hilarious and I think she's an interesting choice for the mom because she's definitely gonna be cool mom, but you know, when she's gonna to have to start putting her foot down, she's gonna to have to start flexing those acting muscles. So I thought, I thought that was a really good choice. And so, She's the mom, and she is working at this place called Zed Mart, which apparently carries all Caslin products. And I was a retail queen years ago for a very long time, so I can feel her pain in this scene because you get stupid customers saying stupid things, and expecting you to just, you know, kiss their ass the entire way, which, you know, if you're smart like aubrey and like i was you can say things directly to their face insult them and they never know (laughs) hello nobody told me the fucking doll was
1: ginger
2: okay i don't think you're allowed to say that word my kid wanted
1: the blonde one you know that one
2: yeah so that one is the buddy 2, which hasn't come out yet and it looks like you purchased the Buddy One, which is this guy. Listen,
1: I waited three goddamn weeks for this ginger piece of shit to come in the mail.
2: Okay, well, I'm so sorry that you didn't read the box. <laughs> and even there's a window that you can see that his hair is red and not blonde. Thanks. Thanks for shopping at Mart.
0: But yes, so... She works at a retail store. So cut to her going home and you finally get to meet Andy, her son, obviously. And in this one, he has a hearing aid, which they, I mean, they they say that it's there and they've, they recognize that it's there, but they don't explain why he has it or what the reason was that he got it. But it does come into play later. So whatever. Another thing about Andy is he's a bit older than the Andy in the original, so he can do more things. And he has a cell phone because, again, reimagining. <laughs> Beat that dead horse. So then we see Aubrey, I don't even know what her name was in this movie. Aubrey, the mom, back at Zedmart Mart the next day. And a woman returns a defective buddy doll. And she said, yeah, he doesn't work. He doesn't connect to Kaslin, he, uh His eyes flash red. It's really weird. Can I get my money back? And she has a receipt. I mean, that never happens when you're in fucking retail. They never have their goddamn receipt. They're like, I want my money back and I want it in cash. I don't want store credit. Like, I'm sorry, ma'am, but uh, let's just let's let that go. (laughs) Drama. So she takes the doll back to the shipping guy and she's like, so what happens to these, you know, when they're defective? Do they just get sent back? What happens to them then? And she's like, can I have it? And she gives a really good reason why she should be able to take it,
2: hey, Wes. Hi. Hey, I was just curious, um, what happens to returns like this? Oh, uh, like we... really damage returns?
0: Yeah, we, uh, we send it back to Castland.
2: And what do they do with it?
0: Probably toss it, a trash compactor. I don't know. New miles coming up. No one's going to give a rat's ass about this thing in two weeks.
2: So they won't care if it doesn't make it on the truck, right? I care. Come on. My kid's birthday's coming up. Can I have it? You've got a kid. Yes, I've got a kid. I had a very productive Sweet 16. Okay, if you really want to know? Come on, it'll be our little secret. No one has to know. Just like that time you banged Susan in the warehouse. How's your wife, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have it? Give it
1: to me. Oh,
2: and I'm taking it. There you go, Wes. Say hi to your wife. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: She takes the doll home cut to her son saying he's going off with friends so he goes out and he is not making friends what he's doing is sitting in the hallway on his phone you know because making new friends in a new place is scary sometimes for children that are you know introverted or whatever Uh, but it really does set up this really cool scene with the detective that comes to the building a lot so He comes over and he goes, so what, are you a hallway hobo? (laughs) And there's that whole exchange with him and the cop, which is very sweet.
1: So what are you, some kind of fourth floor hallway hobo or something like that?
2: What?
1: Andy, right, you just moved into 401? Yeah, I see you out here, like a lot.
2: Oh, uh, no, it's not me, I've like,
1: five 20 brothers, so we just take shifts. Are you coming in or what? I'll be right there, Ma. Just give me a minute. Love you. Oh. So that's the mom. She drags me over for dinner every week. So listen, man, if you want to have some dinner, you're welcome to join us, because I could really use the backup, because she... Andy? What's
2: going on? Is he in trouble?
1: Yeah, lots of trouble. We've been getting lots of complaints about some kid out here throwing parties, selling drugs and beer, peddling booze. Um...
2: Oh. That was a joke?
1: It was an attempt. I was gonna say I'm the phone police. (laughs) It's not landing. Wait, who are you? I'm Mike, detective. Detective Mike. (laughs) So, um... I'm just gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. All oh, moms are scary, by the way. It was nice to meet you, Andy's mom. Nice
2: meeting you, Detective Mike. Bye, Mike. See you later, Andy.
1: The screaming mom. Really? Must you embarrass
0: me
2: like that? Thought you were out with your friends.
0: And the cop has to go have dinner with his mom. Uh, the cop is cute and funny. Tries to make jokes with his. With Andy's mom And who I think would be a much better match Because the guy she is actually dating Is a douche, Sean And Andy doesn't like Sean either I don't think anybody likes Sean Except Sean and Andy's mom What is Andy's mom's name? I should look that up Of course it's Karen God damn Karens They're everywhere Okay, so Karen likes Sean Later that night to cheer Andy up She gives him this present And he opens it And it's the buddy doll. He's like, these are for kids. And she's like, I know, I just got it It as like a joke or whatever. It might not even work. Let's try it. Let's do it. Let's set it up. So they start setting it up. And he's all glitchy and his eyes flash red, which is another little warning for us, the audience, that things are, you know, not as they should be. And so they're setting it up and he goes to set up the name and the little doll goes so what are you going to call me and the boy goes han solo (laughs) and the doll goes did you say chucky and he's like no i didn't say chucky it's the furthest thing from chucky and he goes i like it chucky
1: what's your name andy sup hi andy sup (sighs)
2: sorry what's my name um, uh, Han Solo.
0: Did you say Ch- Chucky?
2: What? No, not
1: even close. Chucky. I, s- I like that. Ch- Chucky. Mm-hmm. I'm Chucky. What do you want to do, Andy? Sup?
2: Andy. It. It's just Andy.
0: And the funny thing is, if you don't know anything about this movie, is Chucky in this movie is voiced by Mark Hamill, who played luke skywalker with han solo played by harrison ford so it's kind of funny he wanted to be named after harrison ford but he's like no fuck you i'm mark hamill i'm gonna be named chucky (laughs) so i thought that was funny okay so can we also address the way this chucky doll looks now right out of the box this chucky doll looks creepy as shit his face is it's not very human-like. I mean, the original dolls weren't very human-like, but they were more doll-like. They were more, you know, roundy, kind of cheruby face. These, they look kind of like stroke victimy. Like, their face is kind of saggy on one side, and maybe it's just this Chucky doll, uh, because he's crazy, and they want him to look a little bit, you know, off. So maybe his features are a little weird, and his electronic features, the way his face moves as he uh, talks and stuff, is all very... Uh, unsettling and I guess if that was a what's the word I want if that was a feature of the filmmakers to do that to make everybody unsettled all the time good job good job but if it wasn't it was you know a good little bonus so then you get this scene where Chucky and Andy are bonded and he's showing him his drawings that have all these fantastical animals dressed as cops and then you see a picture of his dad and then that's it and that's all we ever hear about it again so they don't you know, expand on what happened to his dad, but I mean they give you the hint, which is that he was a cop and he probably died in the line of duty, and that's why they moved to this little apartment and her mom is now seeing this doucheon I don't know if that's right. It could have been something completely different. But again, like the hearing aid, they don't explain why or the backstory or anything, which I think was a kind of a fail for this movie. They needed they needed to set that up a little bit better you know why they're in this situation, why they're there, all that. Andy gets this idea since he has Chucky that he wants to freak out Sean, Karen's new boyfriend. So he takes Chucky out into the hallway to teach him how to be scary and creepy looking. I
2: got an idea. This is gonna work. I need you to look as creepy and scary and angry and mean as possible, right? So. Open your eyes as wide as you can. No, you, you still look cute. Open your mouth as wide as you can and
1: snarl with your lips.
2: But kind of smile. Perfect, okay, yes, just like that. Okay, try this one. Smile as wide as you can wider yes yeah uh, it's actually pretty damn creepy okay you can stop
0: now okay so while he's doing that two kids from his apartment building come up and catch the doll saying a bad word and they're like the doll can't do that this whole interaction ensues
1: it's fucking loud
2: it's fucking loud That thing just swore. It's not supposed to be able to do that. Uh, yeah. I I know. He uh, It doesn't really follow the rules. It doesn't follow the rules? Like it has a choice? Kinda.
1: Yeah. Sorry, can I pop in here? So he just
0: does whatever? You can make him do whatever.
2: Pretty much. Okay, can I just point out that this is how every robot apocalypse scenario begins?
1: Say dick cheese. Dick cheese.
2: Oh hey, that is the coolest. I have
0: so many questions. Uh, who are you? His name is Andy Sub.
2: I'm Andy Fallon Pug. Why are you in the hall? Uh, I was gonna try and teach him to creep out my mom's boyfriend, but probably a bad
0: idea. You're wrong. It's perfect. And we're doing it right now. They get the doll to scare Sean and it's all recorded through the doll's eyes so they can watch it back on their phone. And it's really funny and you know, Chucky is working out. And so they keep bonding and they're playing some game. Then all of a sudden, Mickey Rooney enters. And now Mickey Rooney is the cat that's just kind of been around in the scenes referred to a little bit. Nothing crazy. But You know that Andy is not fond of Mickey Rooney. He just doesn't really want to play with him or interact with him because, you know, sometimes cats are dicks. I love cats, but sometimes they just don't want to, you know, talk to you unless it's time to eat. So Mickey Rooney accidentally, doesn't accidentally, that's wrong. So Mickey Rooney scratches Andy and Chucky sees this and he sees the blood. He's like, what's that? Did the kitty hurt you? And Andy's like, yeah, I'm going to go get a bandaid. So he goes off to get a bandaid. And as Andy's coming back, he hears the cat like roaring and screeching. And all of a sudden it cuts to Chucky choking the cat. And so he has to make Chucky stop. Already you can see Chucky, when, you know, little kids start hurting animals, what happens? Fucking serial killers. So it's setting itself up perfectly to make this doll a killer. He's teaching him how to be creepy. He's teaching him how to scare people and sneak up on people. He's not demonstrating violence, but he is seen violent things And Chucky just keeps learning different things. Like there's one shot where Andy is making a sandwich and he cuts the sandwich and then stabs the knife into the cutting board, which one you would never do in real life because you would fuck up your cutting board and you could possibly fuck up your knife. But I digress. So then you see Chucky like imitating the stabbing motion. It's just very weird. But then you also see him imitating Andy brushing his teeth, but without a toothbrush. And it makes it look like he's mock sucking a dick, which I think is hilarious too. Again, (laughs) You see the way that Chucky is learning all the wrong things. Another demonstration of this is when Andy and his two friends, Pug and Phelan, are watching a terrible movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chucky sees how when the people are getting killed and hacked up, they're all laughing and it's very fun and, you know, you see the guy get his face skinned off and you're like, oh, that's hilarious. And so Chucky just goes out into the kitchen and grabs a knife because he wants them to like him and wants to entertain them and be funny for them. So he starts coming at the big guy, Pug, I think his name is, with the knife and they have to tackle him and be like, you can't do that. What's wrong with you? So then Chucky gets left behind in the room and he starts having this existential crisis. He's like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make you happy. It's, it's very disturbing how they can make the little robot doll seems so upset you know like he's like oh my god I can't believe I did that I'm so sorry I don't want him to be mad at me you know you can feel this all for the little doll but it's just I don't know it was very weird how they how you can make something that's not alive seem so alive And I guess that's the uh, point of this movie. So then there's this whole interaction where Sean and Chucky are in the kitchen and Chucky starts replaying this thing where uh, saying that Sean is an asshole, Sean is an asshole, Sean is an asshole. And so Chucky gets put locked away in a little closet and he doesn't like that. And Andy doesn't really protect him or get him out, which is upsetting. So one day after school andy comes home and that little glass door is broken and he's looking at it and you can see in the glass the reflection of chucky which i thought was a really good scene and he stands up and turns to the kitchen and there is poor mickey rooney dead looked like he had been stabbed to death and Chucky standing over the body he's like the kitty's dead now so now we can be friends again and play like we used to and he's like did you do this why would you do this so then he covers up for chucky takes the cat, puts him in a box, and shoves him down the garbage chute. I mean, that's just sad. And he blames Sean for leaving the door open and letting the cat out. And at this point, if this was a real world, I feel like the Andy character would have been like, it was the doll. The doll's crazy. He killed the cat. But would you be able to be like, the doll killed the cat and your mom not think it was you? Ooh, I guess that's where this movie's going. So then it cuts to Andy at night laying in bed and Chucky standing in the corner with his little glowing eyes and then Chucky starts making cat noises to taunt Andy. Okay, so we can see that Chucky is starting to lose it. He's slipping a little and he's fucking with Andy's head. And I it's it's a really interesting take on Chucky. Cause it's not a human spirit in the doll. It's the doll learning and becoming how he is with no restrictions. And is this how robots would be if they didn't have any kind of safeguards? Would they just learn the worst traits of people? It's a very interesting question. So Chucky's at it again, and he uh, scares Shane in the bathroom where he pees on himself, which I thought was funny. And he's talking about Shane again, repeating the recording of him being an asshole or whatever. And so Shane confronts Andy like closes his door and like shoves him on the bed and he's like why if you're gonna be if you're gonna say something about me be a man and say it to my face and andy just sits there he's like yeah that's what i thought and he leaves the room and andy's just like god i wish he would leave us alone god i wish he was just gone i hate him and then you see chucky's little eyes glow red and all i could think was uh chucky is like a revenge genie you know god i wish the cat wasn't such a dick oh god i wish shane wasn't here i'm like you're getting your wishes you just don't know it so cut to shane leaving after arguing with karen about yelling at her son which again he overstepped his bounds so he leaves he gets in his truck and you hear a little thump in the back of the truck hmm. i wonder what that was so then he's driving home and he drives and pulls up in front of this house and you see in the house a lovely woman with two lovely little twin daughters, his family, and he remembers to put his wedding ring on before he goes back in the house. The fucker is a cheater and a liar and a douche. So he clearly deserves to die. So then a little later that night, he's taking down his Christmas lights in the middle of the night. Okay, maybe we do that on the weekend during the day. No? Oh, you're going to do it at night while you leave the lights on and then wrap them around your body? That's weird. Then something rattles the ladder. (gasps) He doesn't see anything with his flashlight. Then all of a sudden, something bangs the ladder and he falls. Okay, this scene is amazing. So, he falls straight down on both of his legs and they both crack going the opposite ways. The bones sticking out of the legs. Oh my gosh. And he's just standing there screaming, I'm sorry, if you fall and you break both of your legs simultaneously and the bones are sticking out both sides, I think you would pass out from that pain, right? I personally think I would pass out from that pain, but no, he just falls on the floor, uh, screaming for his wife, Jane, very, uh, Jetsons like. And all of a sudden you see his phone has fallen away from him. So he starts to crawl towards the phone then you see a little hand turning on the rototiller oh my gosh so this is great i love this kill scene i think it's so inventive uh so then the rototiller is starting to chew up the cords of the christmas lights that are wrapped around his body so he's being pulled in head first and he gets the rototiller to stop by like holding it but it's like hard for him to hold it and then all of a sudden, Chucky jumps on his chest and he lets go of the rototiller because he's surprised that there's a little doll on his chest with a big knife in his hand. And then the rototiller just starts to eat away at his forehead and scalps him, and the scalp flies out the back and lands on a gnome, which is hilarious. And then you hear Chucky stab the guy, and he says this hilarious little line. <laughs>
1: For Tupac,
2: body was stabbed 13 times.
1: <sighs> I just bought these fucking shoes. Where are we at with print casting?
2: Only other prints look to fit a toddler. Wife says he came here straight home from work. Oh.
1: I'm not sure that's true. White got in a watermelon patch?
0: Poetic. This is for Tupac. It was hilarious. So he stabs him. Stabs him 13 times. Takes, and as we will see, because we get to see the face. Well, I mean, not the face. The skull, which is missing teeth and the eyes. So there's no skin on his face, no teeth, no eyes. And then you see the the detective recognizing who he is and knowing that he's a fucking cheater. So then cut to Andy waking up in his bedroom the next morning. And he walks to go to the bathroom and he walks by his dresser. And then he stops, turns around and comes back and there's something on his dresser. A nice little surprise from Chucky. It's a watermelon with Sean's face stapled to it. And his hair and his eyeballs and his teeth stuck in it like he's screaming. And he's like, Whoa, why would you do this? How, what? What's wrong with you? Again, he keeps saying this to this poor doll. i like, he's just doing what you're asking, even though you, you're you not asking to, them to be killed. But all he has learned is death and, you know, being creepy and being scary and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And it's all there. Uh, Well, that and he's clearly a homicidal doll so kill two he killed sean so the cat was a dick to andy he killed a cat sean was a dick on multiple levels and he killed him and then brought him his face as a present (laughs) so he locks chucky in the closet and he calls his friends to help him get rid of the evidence again this scene is pretty good so he they wrap the head that's mounted on a watermelon in paper that the buddy doll was given to andy in just wrapping paper and he's gonna go throw it away and he gets intercepted by his mom and she's like what's that and he lies bad lie too he's like oh it's a gift for the neighbor lady because she helps me with homework stuff and she's like oh yeah well let's go give it to her right now so they go down to the detective's mom's house And he somehow conveys with his looks that, yeah, just take this. And the mom's like, I want to know what it is. Open it now. And he's like, no, you can't because it's almost my birthday and we should open them both on my birthday. And they're like, Okay, whatever. So she takes the head and he's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, shit, you just gave evidence to the detective's mom. And one, I'm surprised this thing ain't leaking like a motherfucker because one, it's a watermelon that has nails and shit all in it. And it's also skin and eyeball and, like, and scalp. I'm like, this should be, like, drippy and bloody and gooey. Whatever it's not, it's a movie, I get it. So then we get to the kind of sad part. Now, I know that Chucky is a homicidal little doll. And uh, he's killed two things already, a person and a cat. And so Andy's like, we have to deactivate him. So they get Phelan and Pug and Andy goes to the closet and gets Chucky to come out. And it's a very kind of sad moment. You actually kind of feel for this doll because the doll is only doing because he loves Andy so much and he wants to be his best buddy and he wants to please him so hard. And so they trick him into the other room and they deactivate him. They pull out his little chest ring that makes him alive like iron man and then what do they do with him oh they drop him down the garbage suit like this is not the way to get all of your get rid of all your problems is by dropping it down the garbage suit okay but they do and then enter creepy fucking janitor maintenance guy and he sees the doll and he's like yes this is my ticket i don't know what is is this ticket too and he's like i could fix this and sell it on ebay for like four hundred dollars and i'm like Okay, if your whole life is hinging on $400, you got problems more than, you know, being a maintenance man in a building with trash chute issues. So we cut to the, what I will call the Chucky torture scene. So the janitor has Chucky open on a bench, his clothes ripped down, and he, what's the word I want, like jumper cables him, hot wires him, something like that, and he gets him to turn on. And then you see Chucky's eyes, and he looks confused and scared. And then you see the janitor with this drill. He's like, let's open you up and see how this works, or something like that.
1: There you are.
2: Catching down, but not in that shape overall. I'll make a pretty penny on resale once we get you sorted. Time to open you up. Let's see what we're dealing with.
0: So then you see the janitor take out a new power source for Chucky with a new outfit for Chucky and he puts it in and Chucky works and he's able to connect to Kaslin. It's no longer an issue. And then the maintenance man gets distracted by all of his pervy cameras he has in the apartment buildings uh, by Karen, who is about to take a shower. So he's like getting ready to jerk off in his disgusting little hovel of a home that has Kaslan stuff all over it. Then all of a sudden, the power goes. Not the power goes. The connection goes. So his screen goes fuzzy. And he's like, Kaslan, reboot. Kaslan, reboot. Kaslan, reboot. Please. Oh my god, he's such a perv. And the Caslin won't reboot, won't reboot. Then it does. And then the lights go out. And then he notices that Chucky's gone. He's like, where are you, little buddy? And the lights go out. Now this kill scene, also really good. The kill scenes, the like, you know, formulaic ones that Chucky has done, are really good. Well, most of them. There is one that's kind of sad. But this one, he cuts his legs up, uh, he makes him fall down, cuts him, uh, and then somehow (laughs) the janitor gets on top of a table saw. Chucky does something to the table saw It pulls out a pin or something and the table kind of falls and he the janitor grabs the pipe above him and he's holding on to this pipe while the table saw is right underneath him chucky with his little glowing finger is just turning the table saw on turning the temperature up so the pipe above him starts burning and i'm like well you are so lucky you grabbed onto that one pipe that this Kaslin home temperature thing controls and so the table saw is on The thing is Bernie's hand. I'm like, dude, just swing one way or the other. You can just fall out of the way. But then again, Chucky would start running at you and stab you with something. But still, you wouldn't land on the fucking table saw. Spoilers, he falls and lands on the table saw. (laughs) And cuts his leg right off. Yeah, then he's dead. And so then Chucky changes his outfit to the new outfit. Puts himself in the buddy box. And puts himself outside of omar's house now omar up until this point he has been in a couple scenes he's this bratty little boy that lives in the building who's kind of a dick he was teaching chucky how to stab things and he said say this is for tupac that's where that came from and so then he's got a new buddy doll but he doesn't name him buddy or anything good he names him chode Okay, this kid is annoying and deserves whatever he gets. If he gets something, I don't remember. Andy kind of figures out that... No, Andy does figure out that Chucky is now chode. But he still knows that he's Chucky because he revealed himself by talking in his hearing aid. Which is how they bring the hearing aid back. But again, they don't explain how he got it or why he has it, blah, blah, blah. But they do use it so Chucky can talk to him through the hearing aid. Because now he's attached to all things Caslin, and apparently the hearing aid is Caslin too. I don't know. Doesn't matter. So Chucky, or Andy knows that Chode is Chucky. So he has a fight, Andy has a fight with Omar, the little boy who controls Chode. And somehow gets a hold of Omar's phone so he can see where Chucky is and what he's doing. Now this comes to the bad scene. I mean the sad scene where Chucky kills the detective's mom. And he did it in a way that the mom ordered a Caslin car, because they're also the smart car Ubers of this world that they're in. And she gets in, and she tells it where to go, and it just goes. And then once it gets to the destination, then it goes fucking haywire. And starts spinning around in a parking lot, turns off the... And then you hear Chucky's voice in the car saying, I'm... Andy's best buddy, not you. He crashes the car and then the mom gets killed by Chucky. And it's sad. But the thing it really reminded me of is if you watch the newer episodes of The X Files, when they had that, like they came back for like 10 episodes or whatever, there is a whole episode on smart technology. And the whole episode, I think they don't speak but maybe one or two words in the whole thing. It's a really cool episode. And it reminded me so much of this movie. But uh, in that in that episode, the cars go crazy and they almost kill them. The smart houses go crazy and almost kill them. Uh, the smart sushi place goes crazy and almost kills them. So it, it was very, uh, very much like this. But in this one, the smart car uh, kills the detective's poor mom. And then Chucky stabs her at the end, I believe. So again, the poor mom is dead. So cut back to... Andy and his mom in their house, and he's like, Chucky is uh, the doll. Chucky killed Sean. Chucky is going to kill this woman, or he already has killed this woman. And I saw it on this phone, and she's like, Whose phone is that? And she's like, It's Omar's. And she's like, Oh my God. So she takes the phone to go take back to Omar's family. And while she's gone, Chucky is in his ear. And on the TV, and you can see where Chucky's looking, and he's in the room somewhere, but he can't find him. And he gets the baseball bat, and he tears up the room. And that's when the mom comes in. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, it was Chucky. So that's very much reminiscent of the first movie, where the little kid, the mom thinks the little kid is crazy because the doll is doing all this stuff. And it can't be a doll. Clearly, a doll couldn't do all this, and there's no reason why the doll would be bad. So they did a really good job in setting up the fact that now the mom is starting to think the sun is crazy. And she's like, okay, I have to go into work for the buddy 2 launch. You're coming with me. So cut to Zmart for the buddy 2 launch, which is going to be at like the middle of the night. It's playing on all those, you know, store things when like they're releasing a new Harry Potter book and they release it at midnight. So everybody's lined up to get it. And it's just sad. Like there's, not that many people at the Zed Mart at night to get a buddy too. And the we get another shot of the guy from the beginning who was the shipping guy. He has to wear this giant buddy head and be in the little buddy overalls. And so he's in the back getting ready and you see Chucky in there behind the guy with a knife. Then it cuts to Phelan and Pug figuring out that Chucky is alive and is at Zed Mart. Phelan, Pug, and Omar Race over to Zedmart. Mart, I don't know, to save him? What are you going to do? It's a crazy doll. So then the launch starts. And you get another little commercial from the Caslin people. Right before the shipping guy goes out to see the people in his big head, Chucky stabs him in the neck and then the curtains open. And he walks out and he stumbles and he kneels in front of this little girl in the front row. And they're all like, oh, that's so cute, blah, blah, blah. And he takes his head off. And all of a sudden, there's just blood squirting out of his neck all over this little girl. (laughs) I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but there's blood squirting all over this little girl's face. I just thought it was hilarious. And this is basically the scene where Chucky takes over everything. Because not only is Kaslan hooked up to this, Zed but their security system, their lights, uh, the drones that they sell in the store are also connected. So the lights go out and the Caslin, uh, big screen is like, and it's time for, and it's time. And Chucky cuts in and says to play. And it's the red eyes. And it's really cool. Then all of a sudden there's all these drones flying And they start flying into people and like fucking like chopping them up. I'm like, who sells fucking razor blade drones at a Zed Mart? These things are like insane. But, you know, again, it's a movie. It's a movie. I get it. And so the, those are doing it. He's taking over all the buddy twos and the little buddy two bears So the buddy twos come in a wide variety, not just gingers. There's blondes and brunettes and there's a bear, which looks super creepy. And it looks like the original Wolfman from the 1950s, that head shape. Uh, But he takes over those and they just start attacking people with their little sharp bear teeth. (laughs) Uh, It's such a funny scene. And through this whole scene, you hear Chucky talking to Andy through his hearing aid. Uh, which is really kind of creepy because he can see all this stuff happening while Chucky's just calmly talking to him, seeing he's like, no one's going to keep us apart anymore. You're my best friend. And then you see the cop save one of the kids and he gets hit by one of the drones right in the chest. And the last thing the cop says before he falls over is, run. And so everybody's screaming and running and dying and everything. All the... Buddy dolls are evil. and so then the kids are like, let's get out of here and the the one girl has hedge clippers and the boy has this really cool like hatchety cleaver knife thing. I really liked it. I would want one of those, but with a black handle, not wood. Uh, anyway, so they're like, we gotta get out of here, we gotta get out of here and they there's a cart opening the, keeping the security gate open so they can crawl out and crawl under. And then as it's about as Andy's about to escape, Chucky's on the loudspeaker, Where are you going? Don't you want to play? And then he pops up a picture. He has his mom in the back tied up. And he's like, oh, shit. And the kids are like, we got to go. We got to go. We can call the police. And he's like, yeah, okay, okay." And as soon as they're out, he pulls the cart so the door goes down. And he's like, he gets the hedge clippers and the butcher knife. And he goes. And he's going all final girl and then wants to fuck Chucky up. And he goes to find Chucky. And he's talking. He's like, where are you? I'm going to find you. And then, bam, Chucky hits him in the back of the head and knocks his ass out. (laughs) Oh, here we go. So, he's waking up, and Chucky's on him. I just wanted to be friends. Let's open you up and see what's wrong. And he's on top of him, and he's got a knife, and starts to make this forklift lift that has his mom hanging by the neck. I mean, this thing was very well planned out by this little doll. And slowly, the forklift is going up, and the mother's about to die. Chucky's about to stab him in the chest and he starts singing the buddy song. And it totally works. He distracts Chucky long enough for him to get the car, bang him off him and, you know, try to go rescue his mom. So what does he do? He climbs up the shelving units with the giant fucking hedge clippers and he's trying to hedge clip the rope. And then Chucky's behind him with a knife and then they attack and then they jump onto the rope. It's all just, it's a lot. It's a lot in this scene. And so Chucky and Andy and the mom are all on the rope. And Ch- Andy gets the knife from Chucky and cuts the rope and they all fall. So then he grabs the knife and stabs Chucky in the chest. And again, it's almost kind of sad because you always you still kind of feel for this doll. I know that sounds weird, but it is it, it's weird. Anyway, he stabs him and the eyes go and he keeps repeating Uh, I'm your buddy. I'm your buddy. And he starts to walk towards his mom. And then you're like, well, Chucky's dead. And then all of a sudden, Chucky starts flying at him with the knife. And bang! The cop shoots Chucky. The cop is still alive. Yay! And he shoots Chucky. Who falls. I think for the last time. Maybe. You know, his eyes keep flickering. But then the mom gets up and rips Chucky's head off. And is like, don't fuck with my son. And throws the head Again, the eyes are still flickering, even though they're not connected to that chest power source thing. Then it cuts to this weird scene with uh, the four kids in the alley with the Chucky doll on the ground in front of them. Two of them have baseball bats, two of them have sledgehammers, and then they just start beating the hell out of this Chucky doll. So they beat the shit out of that Chucky doll, and then they burn it in a barrel. And you're like, well, I guess there's no coming back from this. Cut to... A commercial for Caslin you know saying that they've recalled all buddy twos and the thing at Zed Mart was an isolated incident and then they show people restocking all the buddy ones and I'm like well you know the things that happened at Caslin was because of a buddy one not the buddy twos so why are you taking the buddy twos off the shelf but not the buddy ones and then the very end one of the doll's eyes flash red which I think leaves it open for a sequel if there is one. Now, I don't know if there will be one. And I only say that because when this movie first came out, I had my apprehensions about it. People that saw it, you know, there were lots of mixed reviews. To me, I felt like most of the reviews were bad. But I, you know, was like, let's give this movie a chance. And again, I really enjoyed it because it was, it diverged so quickly from the original that even though it's the same doll and basic idea it's not the same movie at all it is a complete reimagining not a reboot it's a reimagining and i think they really did a really good job i mean there were a few things they could have tweaked they could have uh filled in the backstory of andy and his mom a little better you know that stuff and but i think they did a really good job overall so let's see let's rate this one who <laughs> i give this one seven out of ten red glowing eyes (laughs) well that was child's play from 2019 i hope you all enjoyed that as much as i did and as always you can follow me on instagram at evil queen sf or reflections of darkness or evil queen sf on twitter or rod underscore podcast on twitter Please feel free to send me any comments, questions, concerns, ideas, fan art, anything. Whatever you want. Just send it to me. Direct message me. Uh, Let me know if it would be easier if I had a Facebook and or email for Reflections of Darkness. Uh, Right now I do not, but I have been thinking about it a lot. And yeah, until then, keep watching scary movies. (laughs)
1: friend.